I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Ryan Gable, filling in for Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The number to call tonight, 503-225-0860. We have a huge show planned for you tonight. If you miss any episode of Ground Zero from earlier this week, you can visit Aftermath.media and subscribe to the archive of shows there, webinars, and more. You can also get Clyde's show, along with my show, The Secret Teachings, which airs Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You can also visit my website, TheSecretTeachings.info. It's been a real honor filling in for Clyde, and we expect Clyde to be back very, very soon, sooner than later. We have a big show planned for you when Clyde comes back, and tonight is kind of a preparation for that show. Some of the stuff we're going to talk about tonight takes me personally back to my origins on the secret teachings, and I think really probably at the heart, to the heart, to the core of Ground Zero as we explore the supernatural and the occult. We focus on how symbols really rule the world, and this world of symbolism Magic, the supernatural, the paranormal, etc. Call it the occult, whatever word you choose to use. It's a world that's greatly misunderstood, misrepresented, intentionally distorted, and hidden away for a lot of different reasons. And despite it being hidden, however, which is the meaning of the occult, we are witness to it every single day and often in ways we don't ever expect. On Wednesday's show this week of Ground Zero and my show, The Secret Teachings, you had a five-hour block there on GroundZero.radio. We had a guest, uh, guest on the show, Anthony Cummins, and he mentioned that the Japanese samurai armor, something that most of us probably don't think about on a daily basis, had correlations to esoteric themes. That includes the elements and different aspects of nature, even the classical kimonos, the colors of those kimonos. Every color has its own unique symbolic meaning. And this symbolic significance of color is found essentially everywhere in the world. Some countries use red to celebrate weddings. Some countries use white to celebrate weddings. We know white is a symbol of purity. We know red is a symbol of love. It's also a symbol of blood. It's a symbol of heat and anger. Black, we know, we think black represents death, but although black really isn't a color, it's void of color. Black is also a really good color or lack of color because it's soil made very fertile by, let's say, the Nile River. And that is the black god Osiris, the god of agriculture. He's also a green god or a green man because he is the the crops that grow. He is the sun being born out of the penetration of the womb of the earth with the rays of the sun, and then this gives birth to the third. We eat the bread of the king. We drink the wine from the grapes, and that all has to do with magic and theology And things that, again, we don't necessarily think about on a daily basis. We know about communion. We know about agriculture, maybe a little bit about agriculture. And these are all things that they take us back to antiquity and probably before. I mean, thousands of years ago, hundreds of years ago, whatever time period you look at, color, just color alone is a really powerful thing. The Druidic Society, in fact, I remember reading, this was one of the first things I learned when I read Manly P. Hall's The Secret Teachings of All Ages, how the Druidic Society was fashioned and it was organized into groups, and those groups were identified by various colored robes. It's kind of how the Christians use purple. You see that purple kind of tapestry over a Christian cross. Well, that signifies the royal authority, 
of the Christian Savior. And of course, look at colors today. It's well known to psychologists and marketers that red and yellow are associated with hunger. This is actually so well known, it's not even a debatable thing. It's not even an arguable thing. Look at fast food restaurants. Virtually every single fast food restaurant, minus a few, uses red and yellow. Again, there are a few that don't, but almost all of them use red and yellow. And even some that aren't fast food restaurants, they, they still incorporate red and yellow. And look at all the businesses that utilize not only colors, but symbols. Symbols that you know are very common, like the sun. Target is an alchemical symbol for the sun, gold. Walmart changed their logo years ago. Now it's basically the sun, rays of the sun. You have companies like Iron Mountain. What do they use? They use a pyramid, not just a triangle. It's a, it's a pyramid. You have companies like Mercedes. What do they use? A Trinity. Mitsubishi, Trinity. You have MasterCard that uses the Vesica Pisces, which is the almond opening. You see Jesus stepping through. It's the gateway or the portal. It's the yin and the yang. DC Shoes, they also use the, the yin-yang of the Vesica Pisces. And, of course, Pepsi is a yin-yang. If you look at the Pepsi logo, it's a yin-yang. Banks like SunTrust, which were bought by BB&T in 2019, they use not only the, the sun, but they also use the, the name of the sun. It's called SunTrust. We trust in the sun. That's their logo and their name. And maybe a little more esoterically, you look at NBC. NBC News, NBC Sports. NBC uses what? A peacock. What's the peacock? It's the symbol of the sun. Even the yellow shell of shell gasoline, it's not only a shell, but it's also a yellow shell, but it also looks like a rising sun. It might have d double meanings, multiple meanings. Same thing with Nike. In fact, I think it's in the new, uh, the new movie about the, about the, the Jordan shoes. Uh, where they even mention that Nike is named after a goddess of victory. You look at the company Nabisco. Nabisco uses the double-barred cross. Exxon uses the double-barred cross, the cross of Lorraine. There's a bunch of different names for it. The famous Oreo cookie. Remember that show Clyde and I did? What was that? A year and a half ago? We were trying to figure it out before the show started about the uh, alien Oreo cookie offering. <laughs> really fun show that we did on Ground Zero. And you look at that Oreo cookie, and beyond the marketing, I mean, what is the Oreo cookie? Look at the Oreo cookie. It's a double-barred cross. It has an oval or an egg. It's an oval egg with the elements of fire and water, an upright and downward triangle, phallus and chalice. And it has 12 Maltese crosses, basically the Knights of the Round Table. It is the 12 signs of the Zodiac. And they're circling around the universal egg or earth or whatever you choose to call it. I mean, cereals like Lucky Charms, that, I don't even need to talk about that one. That one's really, really obvious. Most of you know Monster Energy Drinks. What, what do you see there as the logo? Shesh, I think is how you pronounce it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Shesh. You get three shesh. Shesh in Hebrew is six. You get 666. And interestingly, Monster uses just the M. Like Mary, the M is the 13th letter of the alphabet. 13 is regeneration and rebirth. The M and Sheth, or Shesh rather, it means flesh. It means man. It means beast. It means antichrist. It means judgment. These are just a few companies, just a few ideas, a few symbols. We're going to talk more about that tonight on Ground Zero. I'm Ryan Gable. The number to call in, 503-225-0860. My email, tstradio at protonmail.com. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is Ground Zero, and there'll be more after this. 
You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.